0: Welcome back to the Michigan Business Beat, brought to you on the Michigan Business Network, and you are watching us in our studios in downtown Lansing. However, our first guest here, Mike Maddox, President, CEO, and EOS Visionary for ASK, also host, I might say, of Bottom Line IT right here on the Michigan Business Network. Mike Maddox joins us. And Mike, it's always good to have you on. How are you
1: doing? Hey, I'm doing great, Chris. Thanks for having me on. How are you doing?
0: Well, I hate to point out the obvious, but uh, I don't remember that being what your office looks like. <laughs> yeah,
1: this is this is ASK North. Uh, ah, this is, <laughs> so this is my, my cottage in the northern part of Michigan. So that's well, what I'm right now.
0: I, I, I think you guys, uh, actually, that that is a good um, kind of overture into some of the things we're going to talk about. And that is what, you know, the COVID and how you guys have dealt with that and how well you guys have dealt with that, quite frankly, yeah. Uh, we weren't interrupted here much at all. And I know, you know, if you're in other industries, you have been, but you've done a marvelous job there of you guys working remote and keeping things rolling.
1: Yeah, it was, you know, it it was a fascinating journey. I mean, like everybody else in, you know, this time last year in 2020, uh, March of 2020, we sent everybody home and went full remote for safety reasons and because of the pandemic. And we were able to do that fairly seamlessly. And Over the course of last year and the beginning of this year, you know, we've not found any real reduction in productivity. There are concerns I have about people being isolated. Mm. And what our staff is telling us is that, um, you know, for the most part, they want to be back to being around people, but maybe not full time. So I think, you know, going forward, we're going to look at some kind of hybrid model. And I know a lot of companies are talking about, what does that mean? Is that three days a week in the office and two days at home? Or how, how do you accomplish that? And how do you set up your office for that? We haven't really figured that out yet, but I know for now, at least, and throughout all of last year, we were able to seamlessly move to a home environment and and people you know, remain productive and happy. Now we did a lot of things to keep people engaged. You know, We did a lot of virtual events and Virtual everything from virtual family feud competitions to virtual happy hours to all kinds of different things to just get people together at least electronically. Yeah, it's interesting you would pick family feud in this time
0: of (laughs) clustering. Let me let me let me get to another topic though here and that because we've had this discussion before and I know when you put in EOS this kind of rose to a higher point of importance and that is kind of vetting your partners your customers yeah. and how to find those ideal customers and and they trust me they're not just people with money who can buy your service yeah. there's, there's a way to find them but how do you, how have you gone through that process and, and 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 how can business owners kind of identify ideal
1: clients well for listeners that are familiar with EOS the entrepreneurial operating system they'll know that the foundation of it starts with identifying your core values as a business. What is it that you deeply believe in and why do you do what you do? So Simon Sinek writes about the power of why. It's not what do you do, but why do you do it? What do you really care about at, at a deep level? And when you get that established and you you understand that, you start to look at the people, not only your, you know, your customers, but your employees, you know, who who is on your team and do they share that same set of values? And then by extrapolation, you also have to look at your clients and, you know, start to make that evaluation. And what what happened to us in that transformation was, you know, we realized that we had customers that did not share the same set of values, that didn't look at the world the way we looked at it. And we had to make some hard decisions that, you know, to have some hard conversations and and be open and honest about that with customers to say, yeah, we we look at, at things this way. And we believe, for example, that Technology is a critical business driver that it, that it can drive your business forward, propel productivity, pro, pro, propel profit, uh, and and it plays a vital role. And you may not look at it that way, and that's okay. It's just we're at a we're out of alignment, and you know maybe we should part ways. And for some clients that did happen. Um, for others, uh, you know the response was well we are out of alignment, but we'd like to be in alignment. We, we like your vision, um, and, and so let's talk about how we get there. Yeah. um but that's counterintuitive you know as an entrepreneur you know building this business over the last 17 years early on it was like it was the model of hey i want to sell to anybody willing to buy right that's what entrepreneurs do um but it was transformational and uh, it, it had definite benefits so uh so listen risks what,
0: what are the risks of, of of having clients who don't kind of match up core values
1: well it's what you don't realize is even though you you know they're they're Clients that may be willing to pay, may be profitable. Uh, the core value mismatch takes an enormous toll on your staff. I mean, they see it. They know it. The frustration level um, is is often hidden, and there's a cost associated with that. Not to mention, your staff knows if you propose these core values, and we stand by these values, and yet you're serving clients that don't meet those standards, that, that's, that's hypocritical, and they know that you got to walk the walk. Um, so there's there's a definite return on on the investment of making those decisions. And uh, not to mention that you often find that a client without, with a core value mismatch is really taking a lot more of your time and energy than you realize.
0: Mike, we're about halfway through what I wanted to ask you. So I'm going to ask you if you could do a second segment. Yeah, um, absolutely. Because we've got to get into the power of of the positives of this thing and how we go through it. So Mike Maddox from uh, ASK, we're gonna have you right back on in just a few minutes. Hang there, right at your ASK North headquarters. We'll be right back on the Michigan Business Beat. I'm Chris Holm. this is Chris Holman and as past chair of the National Small Business Association and a small business owner myself, I understand when you run a business you rely heavily on your computer network. Now you cannot afford lost data, lost customer information and that's why you should trust your technology needs to ASK. Contact ASK at 877-ASK4ASK for a free audit and analysis of your technology needs. That's 877-ASK-4ASK. Or find them on the Internet at www.justask.net. ASK, taking the hassle out of technology so that you can run your business. Welcome back. The michigan business Beat brought to you on the michigan business network chris holman here in our downtown studios and we're continuing our prior guest mike maddox he's president and ceo and eos visionary for ask in lansing but he's in the northern branch i guess today mike we did start getting through how to vet customers and the importance of having the right customers i guess probably it's appropriate to call them partners at this point in time which is what we call the people who underwrite our shows here. Yeah. Because uh, you're going down the same path and trying to enhance one another for the most part. we talked about some of the risks of having the wrong partners. Let's talk now about uh, immediate and long-term benefits that a business experiences having the right ideal clients.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's a really good point, Chris. And you know, when we made the commitment that we were going to do business with you know, with we were going to work with people we love, doing what we love, and we were going to partner with companies that we love working with, with people that we love that share the, our, you know, our view of the world and our view of technology. Uh, I'm, I said it was transformational. One of the ways that comes to mind for me is with new prospective customers. Uh, the first step in every new prospective customer journey is a discussion of core value match, and if it's me talking to them, I often lay out. This is who we are. This is how we operate. This is how we do business. This is our proven process. And we've been doing this for 30 years. Um, but we do it a certain way. And we have certain beliefs around technology. And if that's not you, that that's okay as a company. But we should decide that now because we're not going to be a good partner. We're not going to partner well together. We might be a good vendor customer, but that's not what we want. You know, we don't want to be a vendor customer relationship. We want a partnership. And the positive side is, instead of turning people away, what I found is that the good companies, the companies that fit our model, you know, it's almost like a reaction of, I've been waiting for someone to have the guts to come to me and say that, to say that they're willing to walk away if, if we don't match. And this is what I need. And so, you know, if anything, it's been an enhancement to our business, which I, you know, it was kind of, again, counterintuitive, but it certainly was the case for us. Well, I
0: think if you're working with family, it's a whole lot different than working with someone who says, yeah, well, you have to do what I say because I send you money. Yeah, Uh, Those are really different things. So there comes this point when you're doing your vetting process, and maybe they are too, who knows? um, How does having standards and criteria for new clients uh, empower your team?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's uh, It empowers the internal team by, you know like I said before, if you don't walk the walk and you don't hold to what you claim to be core values with your clients, it's really hard to hold to that internally. And uh, the team knows when there's something out of alignment and it, there's kind of an internal radar that goes off now for everybody on our team, whether it be our account management or our support desk team or project team, and they're able to identify it quickly and address it. And often, you know, it comes down to just a miscommunication or something that needs to be addressed, a root issue that, you know, would have gotten ignored if we were not so maniacally focused on this concept of what we call core values or just the way we look at the world. Uh, and it, it's it's important at the front end just to stress that you, it's about open and being open and honest and saying, here's who we are. This is how we do things. And this is what we believe in. This is what we're going to commit to you in a partnership. But Also, this is what we're going to ask that you commit to us. And, you know, that often in many sales cycles gets that part gets left out. You know, we're going to ask you for commitments and this is what you're going to commit to. And if you're not comfortable with that, again, that's this isn't a value statement. It's just that's fine. We just look at the world differently. Mm -hmm. It's interesting stuff. It really is. Now, how does saying no to the
0: wrong client, how does that impact business? Because you get you do have things like revenue and staff and some of those important things.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, it's um, one of my, one of the folks that works for us said to me that what that does saying no to the wrong client is allows us the resources and the time to serve the right clients, some of whom we haven't even met yet, Hmm. because often onboarding the wrong clients sucks up all your resources and your time. And you don't have capacity to even go find that right fit who might be out there. Um, And it it creates a drain on the organization. So the overall energy level of the company goes way up when you're committed to this kind of a concept. And and it sounds, again, it sounds very flowery, very, you know, counterintuitive, but my experience is that it works and it's worked internally and it's worked um, with clients and, uh, you know, couldn't have been a better change for us. Well, it, it certainly has worked the way you guys have grown, and
0: uh, it, it continues to work. And I guess your statement uh, to go back to where a lot of this came from would be pretty positive about the EOS system.
1: Yeah, we're we're big believers. Um, you know, EOS was a, probably the best decision we made as a company uh, from pro- from a process organizational structure standpoint in the thirty years we've been in business, and. Uh, it's, I'm a big believer in it. I talked to a lot of our customers about it and I couldn't recommend it you know, more highly. Excellent stuff.
0: Well, Mike Maddox, President, CEO and EOS Visionary for ASK and Lansing. Also host of Bottom Line IT. So if you wanna get into deeper aspects of the things we've been talking about, that's a good place to go, Bottom Line IT. Mike, thanks so much, I appreciate it. And I have to say, you
1: have become a very valuable partner
0: us here at the Michigan Business Network.
1: It's been uh, mutual, Chris. Thank you very much. All right, buddy. Take
0: care. Mike Maddox, we're going to be right back on the Michigan Business Beat on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Chris Homer.